yeah, take off my pants and throw them out the window. This is Aaron Adams coming in with the Musings of Men podcast. I'm here with my amigo Andy. What up? Not too much, Aaron. What's going on? Um, I went on a little bit of a spiritual journey yesterday. It was really weird. Um, I'll get into that, but besides that, I did another mulch job. Mulching season's going good. Um... I got a little, I got a little sun as well the other day. Nice. It was beautiful. The most beautiful week here for sure. It was like, got up to like seventy for like a day or two, and it was like in the sixties. It was real nice. Yeah, then it started snowing last night. Yeah, it was ridiculous, dude. I swear, this weather is crazy. But it is crazy. Anyway, my spiritual journey, like, so I was, I was thinking about things yesterday and about how my family, how how I've been raised versus how my other family. Uh, like my cousins have been raised and we're like where I'm like kind of like what my like where I stand on everything you know and of course I do I would if if I'm gonna be religious in any way like I do believe in a higher being Mm -hmm. and I do believe in that it's important to have faith of some kind and belief in a higher being because if anything, it brings you peace, you know, and um, if anything, but I was, my, so my, my, my family has been historically raised in, um, like, they're like really, really religious people. Yeah. And my family, we kind of, because my, both, of my, both of my parents were brought up in a really religious household. But they never imposed that on any of us as kids. They never not very much. forced, yeah. We did go to um, church several times, mm-hmm. a couple times a year. Um, and we, a couple years ago, we actually went to church like pretty regularly for a couple months, but we fell out of it. Yeah. Um, Got busy. But, you know, I always found that. Um, but that belief and that prayer brought me comfort, yep. you know, in some way, shape, or form. And I feel like it's, I just, I was thinking about it the other day, and it just feels important to me to have that. In your life, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole reason people find religion is because they find it comforting. That's, like, they find yeah. comfort in the knowledge that they're going to be going to a higher place when they die. It's all about peace of mind. That's true, but it's more. It's also about like how to live your life and how to be, like, you know, like the structure of it. A, a yeah. good, you know, a good person overall, or well-rounded personally. But you know, I, I I differ from my my cousins and everything because I'm not like crazy about it. All yeah, the time an extremist. Everywhere. Yeah. Like I mean, they are. They They're are, pretty diehard. Like yeah, which is there's nothing followers. wrong with that at all. Yeah. Um, but for me. I definitely believe in all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a defining factor of of my you, life, but you it's as a something that of me as a person. But it's something that I carry with me every day, mm-hmm. and I do I do pray from time to time for people, for you know whatever. But I find it to be um, an important part of my life. Yeah. In 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 the way that it is, it's not. 
huge, you know, I'm, I'm not good at going every, uh, to church every, every Sunday, Sunday, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's a belief that I hold true that I, I feel is important to have. Um, and I just was thinking about it yesterday and thinking about, you know, what am I going to do when I'm on my own? Yeah. You know, what are you going to follow? What are you going to like? And I was thinking I might, I might, I might go to church every once in a while when I'm out on my own. Cause there's a church right across the street from my college. From and I was, I was thinking about, it. I was, t- I like the community, you know, community I like aspect the, the of sense it. of community, but it has to be the right community because I feel like a lot of churches for me can be very overbearing. Like a lot of those, like, uh, like institutions can be very like overwhelming and overbearing to me personally. And that's why I've been turned off to it. In the past. Yeah. You have to like, find I mean, the right, I've been right people. Like I've, with some of my family, I've been to like their church for whatever. Oh. Um, and I, it just, it turned me off cause they were like, it was way too hardcore and it was just, it was, it was very intimidating. Yeah. You know, and it was just something I wasn't really into. But I, I hold the, the belief that it's more of a, it's more of a, a thing that I just kind of have, have you know with me wherever whenever it's needed gives and, you comfort yeah like whenever i need comfort i might turn to it yeah but that's really the extent of it like there's, there's really not much more to it it's more of a i've got it it's there if i need it you know and i always you know i think i'm thankful when i you know when good things happen and of course but truly but I don't know it was interesting I was just thinking about that yesterday and um, like what I want my like how it's been how you want and how it's gonna be yeah you know and I feel like how it's been is how it is going to be in the future Mm -hmm. you know just kind of a not it's there that's I know yeah yeah. I get what you're saying though anyway that was my kind of your thought. My thought. My th- it's because as a society, um, us humans have a hard time not having that in our that like that sort of faith or belief in something. It, it's part of our society. It's part of who we are as humans. Yeah. It's natural for us to believe in something like that. I mean, oh, you, go, right. you go back to the beginning of time, and people were talking about the sun god and the you know, the fish god and whatever the the love god you know and those all played a part in their life and they believed in them they believed in them and we as a society for since since then have been very like it's been a part of who we are as people which makes me think that they're you know either we we believe that because we want to believe it or we believe it because there's something to it yeah you know and i mean but some people these days, a lot of people these days are leaving religion completely behind. And becoming atheists. You know? and, well, because that's the thing. I mean, is what re- do you think about Well, that? I think religion, I think, because when you think about that, that's typically having to do with like the Catholics and the Protestants. Those are the extreme Those are the extreme ones, and that's like what people think of when they think of the Christian right. faith. It turns me off. They're, because it's not, because they're, they're a very hypocritical religion. That's true. They 
enforce things that really don't make a lot of sense. Historically, they've been pretty oppressive and right. not really accepting. Yeah, but, they they claim to be. You know, I mean, you look at the gospel; it preaches, you know, inclusiveness and it preaches, um, like us all as a society being one there is no one above one other there is no slave you know there no, is but no that's, master that's a there load is of crap everyone everyone there's no man there's no woman we're all the same that's what the gospel preaches yeah but it's all up to interpretation yeah but the thing is the way that say the you know the, the catholics might preach that is a very it's, it's not at all what that is and no i've found that you know i I would rather just read it straight from the thing, from from the book, rather than, than hearing it through the mouth of someone of, who of someone who you know. Well, defi- make up your own interpretation yeah. of it. Don't. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's I think I'm, I'm very free with it. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, I don't read the Bible, okay? You know, but no. if I've I've re- I have read parts of it, and it's more of a guidebook to how to live a good life, and how to. And, you know, but I, I dig the, like, if there was a, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just Deep, interesting. Man. That is, it's an interesting concept. Shit, I just realized something. Off. Anyway, man, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. But, it's an interesting concept, Eric. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Well, I was thinking about... The concept that, as a society, as human beings, what's really keeping all of us together and not falling falling into chaos? That's a crazy thought. What do you think? It's all about belief. It's all about... Well, because think about it. So take, like, the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights. What's really enforcing that? Nothing. It's just the words on it's, the page. It's, it's a piece of paper, and people have the strongest belief that that's how things should be. That's how... Because belief is what gives things power. That's true. That is true. So think about, like... If we wanted right now, if every single person wanted this earth to fall into chaos... Wanted society to fall into chaos, it could happen. That's true. Because what's really holding us together? Just written words and verbal commitments. Exactly. That is crazy. If you if you really There's no real law. There is no. No, there isn't. No. There's no real law except for what you want to believe. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how society functions on belief. That's re- you know what? That's actually really been tested as far yeah. as this this country has been in the past couple months. Yeah. Because we had a president who broke every single norm that people thought that's just how you do it. That people might have thought yep. that's law. I mean, no, that's just tradition. Yeah. You know, he didn't attend the inauguration. No. He didn't do half the things any other president did. He didn't send off the new president-elect. Exactly. He didn't, yeah. He, he didn't greet the, the new president-elect at the Capitol, give him a tour. Yeah. You know, not that Joe needed it. Yeah. But, like, if there's just the, the common things that, happened in the past that everyone thought of as just what was done he broke those i mean that's a classic example of what you're talking about i mean i guess if you think about it we really have a fragile society yeah because if we don't have belief in our laws in our constitution it can all just fall apart that's crazy to think yeah it's It's scary to think about because it's like at any moment people could just 
snap. Yeah. But I, but I also think that we as a, we as a society, we make. We need the structure. We, we need the structure. Well, yeah, because otherwise exactly. it will be anarchy. It will be chaos. Yeah, and the people who want... I don't understand... First of all, okay. I don't understand the people who want anarchy because they don't understand how we as a society function off of these... You know, we all... Well, they don't want to follow the rules. I guess That's, not, that's the whole point, not. is that there is no yeah. central government. But I, there's also something to be said for people who... You know, for everyone else who just... Who, who believes in a society... And who follows it, which is like 99% of people. Yeah. They're like, okay. That's more than, I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's like... Almost 0.5% of the people that actually believe in anarchy. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, what's interesting is that, you know, you got people who... I mean, we was just... As far back as time goes. Mm-hmm. We're like... We're, we're a society of laws. Exactly. Um, whether we, it be spoken, whether it not be... We always create hey, hierarchy. To have structure, to have... To and you know what's to be able to move forward as a society, it's always narcissistic like assholes that rise to the top. If you think about it, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Well, people sometimes dig assholes because they do have charisma, and some of them they do. do they do. That's it's all about it's all about being likable because right. I think um, I think charisma does play a big part in you know like I think not to get too political or not to like get too far into it, but like with Trump, you know. People dig on the way he speaks. People dig on the way he... Because it breaks the status quo. Yeah, and the way he articulates. And Mm -hmm. he's able to draw people in. And he knows how to tap into the fears of... So did Hitler. So did Hitler, Stalin. um, You know, Mussolini. Mussolini, I mean, Tunic. I mean, he kind of came into power. He's a fascist leader anyway. Yeah, it didn't work out. But 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 yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. is like all these world leaders historically have tapped into the fears of their group and see that's the problem because all they do is play off of fear and then they're like oh if you don't like me then this yeah but that's the thing fear is effective like that whether we like to it's terrible it's true but it's i mean whether we want to admit it or not fear is how you control a lot of people yeah which is wrong to do but that's how society functions it's unfortunate yeah but going back to what you're saying about you know just what holds us together written law it's like yeah because i mean like the the bill of rights it's a it's a piece of paper well okay so like the constitution is a piece of paper yeah i mean literally if that didn't exist and we all didn't have a memory of it it didn't matter no it 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 wouldn't wouldn't, like it wouldn't matter but that's like if that that fascinates me that's a really interesting thought my guy i dig it bro that's crazy like i mean it's my philosophy I dig it, but like, how would, I right, what do you, all right, hypothetically, how, what would you, how would you, what would you make of a society where no rules existed? It'd be scary. You bet. Well, because think about it. So if we had absolutely no laws, like none at all, there was nothing stopping me from doing anything I wanted. We would all kill each other. If you yeah. re, I mean, I think. You don't have to think a lot about that. No, like I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it's like go, come to that. I feel like humans naturally want structure. Yeah. I feel like the anarchists and the people that don't want authority are in the minority. That's true. They they definitely are. Yeah, I think, but I think what you're asking would be terrifying. It would be because we as a, we as a people 
I think it's 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 in our good nature to have to structure, have structure, structure of some kind to be decent human beings. But like, I feel like if you didn't have laws, that would you'd really see how people wanted to act because so, laws hold that hold some people back. Mm-hmm. Don't want to go to prison. Don't want to be killed for their crimes. So in that case, do you think people are? Um, do you think people are overall good, or do you think I was thinking about this? I was, I was thinking about this last night. I don't think people are neither. I believe some people can. What do you mean by that? So what I believe mean? so inherently. So do you mean like when a person's born? I mean like inherently from. Birth. Okay, so from birth. So I, from birth. Are people good or are people bad? I don't think they're either. I think it depends on how you're brought up. Because it's you because so because it's nurture because it's because as a baby, you don't know what the fuck good and evil is. No. No, you're just a little baby. You know what though, I feel like, but you know I feel like a part of you has either been taught that or it's it comes natural. I feel it comes natural. I feel it it's, comes natural it's, whether it's yeah. you know whether to do something or not to do something because it's good or because it's bad. I feel like that's well, natural. Yeah, I mean, okay, so think about, like, because I know some people have talked about this. Say you travel back in time, you take baby Hitler out of his crib and bring him into the modern day and then raise him in the modern day, would he still be Hitler? I feel, you know, I feel like a lot of... Re- the, I think the reason he was the way he was is because he had a, an event that traumatized him so that he wanted something... That he, he felt like he... He he needed something more. Yeah. He needed something more, but he was held. I I, I think that his temperament yeah. manifested itself in the wrong way. Like if he had gotten into art school, yeah, we probably wouldn't have had a second world war because his what he was feeling, his emotions okay. and everything would have been. Um, would have been channeled through a completely different system. System, if yeah. you think about it. And that's the thing. So, like the anti-Semitism part, that wasn't uncommon. That wasn't unique yeah. to Hitler. Like a lot of people did not like Jews, so and that is that unfortunately. A, it is unfortunate, but maybe that was because uh, you're not born hating anyone. No, you're not. You're not born loving anyone either. You're not. But I feel so. Okay, think about think about that for a second. Okay, if, so like. Think about, and this is part of our topic today, think about Charles Manson. Right. He wasn't born good. He wasn't born bad. The he fact was, that... No, something was wrong with him. No, something was wrong with him. The way he was brought up, the way society treated him. So maybe something happened. So maybe that's the same deal with Hitler or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely feel like people are good. I feel like the world is a, it's a good place. It is. I just, I, I think it has to be taught. I don't think no, people well, are... I, some things do, some things don't. So, I mean, I think it's... It's, it's, I think it's hard it's a, to draw the line. It, it is. I mean, it's a very blurry line. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a line that's being washed away by the waves real quick. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's interesting because I, I feel like the world's a good place. Yeah. You know, I feel like we as a society aren't evil people we're, we're good we're good we're good, we're good people we're good we're, we're overall we're good yeah i feel like there are some people like charles manson okay. who we'll get into in a minute who i feel generally there's something wrong with in their brain you know, i don't feel like it was the way 
they were brought up because plenty of people were brought up the way he was and didn't turn out that way. Uh, there were some at least that did not turn so, out that way. A lot of them, so. I mean, he. I think he's an anomaly. He's. That's one way of putting it. Um, I don't, because I mean. Well, because he, you know, because if you go back to like, you know, his mom was a teenager when she had him. She tried to give him up for beer when he was like six or seven years old. But that wouldn't have an effect of you wanting to go kill someone. But it plays into it. It, it, play, does, it plays it into play, how you're treated. It does play into it, but I don't believe that's the only reason. Because if that happened to me, yeah, I'd be pissed at my mom for the rest of my life. Be like, what the hell are you doing, woman? Trying to sell me for beer? Yeah. I wouldn't go after anyone. I wouldn't kill anyone. Well, yeah, but I mean... So that's why I think something was more. There was I mean, a not, lot. It was not just the way he was brought up. That was that's part of it. That's a big that part, of it, part yeah. of it. But I feel like it's more of something wrong. In something head. wrong. I mean, in nobody head. just randomly says I'm Jesus and Satan. Yeah. And believes it. So and, and okay. It's a cult around yeah. it. Well, yeah. Okay. So today's topic is the Manson family. If you can tell already. Charles Manson is craziness. And yeah, I mean, great that's the thing segue. is, he, yeah, <laughs> great, great segue. I think that actually led pretty, pretty well. It was very nice. Yeah. But so it's, it is crazy to think that like, he just kind of, you know, out of all of his hate and malice. Right. Out of his hate and malice, we, you know, we got the Manson. All right, we're back. So, yeah. the Manson family. Let's uh, check it out. I have, I've have, I kind of have like a like a bio on him. Charles in a way. Manson. I'll I'll start off with who. who so he's born. So he's Char- born. Charles Miles Manson. Yep. Uh, November twelfth, nineteen thirty four. Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Died November nineteenth, twenty seventeen. That's recent. Street. Yeah, he died. Yeah, I mean, there was a big thing. <laughs> that was a big thing. Was yeah, him dying. Um, and yeah, so let's let's get into it. Let's um, into so it. the Manson family essentially was a commune of hippies in the late 1960s actually committed four murders in 69 between july and august right it was august well there i mean there's that's that's the official account there's right. a, could be as many as like 35 35 yeah suppose supposedly depending it, it all depends on who you ask because you have like tex watson and susan kerwinkle who give different accounts and give different experiences. That's crazy. And it's, um, and their most famous killings, obviously, if you don't know who the Manson family are, what kind of rock have you been living under? Um, <laughs> but was the Sharon Tate and right, Ivanka. That was, the that was a big one. And Going to that one, what happened? So it was August 9th. It was August, or... Was it 60... It was, it was 1969. 1969. Okay. 1969. Uh, oh, my God. Come on. Um, yeah, no, 69. Yeah, it was... Yeah. The Sharon Tate murders was August... It was August 8th through August 9th of 1969. And... The first murders at 
um, Celio Drive up in the Hollywood Hills was you had Tex Watson. Right. Susan Kerwinkle. Um, there was an 18-year-old kid there, wasn't there? Yeah. As one of the murderers? or One, one of, the... of the murdered. So he... He was found in the car. He was, so what happened was um, they were going up the drive. They saw the car coming up. Tex told the girls to get in the bushes. Right. And then Tex kind of hid, came out, and then he shot the kid five times in the chest Damn. and then just kind of left him there. How heartless do you got to be to do that to someone? Well, they were all drugged up. Even still. Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah. Even still, like, you got to be a psychopath just to even yeah. contemplate doing these things. Yeah. Let alone actually do them. I mean, yeah. what, like, and so I find it incredible that it's, this is even a, a real thing. Yeah, I mean. Going to, so actually, let's. Um, so. I would it, say, let's start, let's, let's, let's do like a, I'm going to start from the beginning. Okay. Well, like, so like you can you, you give him like the bio and then I'll um, yeah I can go into like his actual crimes right into like his I was later talking about years. his first like his first crimes. Well, because his first crimes was thieving, he got right. caught stealing and he got sent stealing to, uh, and then he he set his school on fire. Did he? Yeah, he did. So in an interview with uh, Danny Sawyer, he um, was, yeah. yeah Manson uh, said that he was nine when he set his school on fire. He was, oh, wow. he was nine years old committing arson. Yeah. That's well, pretty I mean, intense. he's crazy, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he, like... And he escaped, like, yeah. 18 times from the school. And he was brought back every single time. Exactly. He was actually pinned up against a wall at one point by, like, somebody. Wasn't he? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Like, he was raped. Yeah. Multiple was, times. Yeah. And he also raped. That, that also of... contributed to... Oh, yeah, no, case. I mean, he, he was... Because that will mess you up big time. Yeah. So beyond that, I mean, petty theft was a thing, and he, there, there were a lack of uh, foster homes. He was an orphan. Lack of foster homes in uh, 1947, and um, yeah, he was 13 in 47, I think. Yeah, no, he was. He and, um, um, he was placed in the uh, uh, in the care of his grandparents initially, and right. then he went to go and live with his aunt and uncle in West Virginia. Right. And they were like really religious, and he actually did pretty well for a while. Really. And then he kind of fell back into crime and right, because yeah, I guess so. Manson, so he he actually ran away, um, from his mother, no, to his mother. Yep. Um, in 1947. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. And then ran ten away. months later, he went away to Indianapolis. Indianapolis, uh, Woods Reform School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, let's see, there's another, yeah, so the first robbery he did was simply to find something to eat. Yep. However, he found a cigar box, um, contained just over a hundred dollars and he took the money, um, and he used the money to actually rent a room in Indianapolis on Indianapolis's Skid Road mm-hmm. to buy food. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. He knew how to, yeah. he was resourceful. Very. So like, um, what? Going to his later, his his so later he, stuff. He when was, was he first put in home? Like put in a home. When he was like ten years old. Jeez. Yeah, he. I mean, he he's been yeah. in and out of like reform schools and jail for most of his life, and 
he um he was arrested in 19 it was the late 50s and I, I I know that it was the late 50s and he what was it for pimpin <laughs> so he surprised. he was in in and around um Los Angeles, New Mexico, and Texas. And then I know he got caught pimping in LA. Right. Went down to Texas, I believe. It was Texas or New Mexico. I don't remember exactly which one. Got extradited back to California. Right, he did. And then he did a stint at Terminal Island. And. Why didn't they let him go? So, funny enough, when they actually let him out in 1967 at a terminal island, he actually asked to stay. What? Yeah, and they're like, no, you can't. Wait, why did why he ask to stay, dude? Because he was know? petrified of the outside world. Because he was scared of people. Because he even said in an interview with 60 Minutes, like, I'm terrified of people. So, what, what, if you were diagnosing him with something, what would you diagnose him as? Like, if you're a psychologist. I, I don't know enough about psychology to really do that. I mean, I think he... I, I feel like there's a there's a paranoia. He's crazy. He's a yeah, I mean, sociopath. I, no, I feel like he's also paranoid. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Well, so his whole kind of... um, not I mean, I guess belief. I guess his whole, like, message to the Manson family, to his cult, was he believed... He, well... This is kind of up for debate, but he basically said there's going to be a race war right. between the whites and the blacks. The blacks are going to kill the whites, but his family was going to be in a bottomless pit out in the middle of the desert. And then when the race war was over, he was going to rise up with all of his children, and then they were going to rule the world. What? This was... What? Because... Going to Helter Skelter. So Helter Skelter. So Going to that, because so, that's interesting. So that, that is there was Hel- something with the Beatles, too. So, I mean, yeah, like, so that was Helter Skelter. Shoot, man. And he believed the song was this soundtrack. It was like a call to action. It was a call to action, essentially, is what he what? believed. What? Is what he believed. Oh, it wasn't actually. Lord. I mean, I know... Um, that's like someone listened to, like, a Taylor Swift song and they wanted to kill Danny DeVino or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it has no relation what? whatsoever. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's that, that's essentially what Helter Skelter was. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of people um, who think that it was just a load of shit that he really fed to his followers to get them to kill. Because in reality, um, Celio Drive was the home, the old home of Terry Melcher. Mm. And Terry Melcher was in with Dennis Wilson. And Dennis Wilson introduced, so... Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, so I'll just... I'll, I'll finish this up really quick. Um, the whole reason Sharon Tate and Abigail Folger and um, Wojciech... Tricasty. It was he was I think he was like he was Russian. He was Russian. Yeah. Russian or Polish. The whole reason they were killed was because Manson thought that Melcher was there. Yeah, no, he what? like that's the thing. He what didn't, was his deal with Melcher? Why did he want to kill Terry Melcher? Well, because Terry Melcher's a record producer. 
I, oh, he was a struggling musician for a while. He well, well, that's the whole thing. Is that's he, why he was in California? That's why. That's why he was in right, California. Right. That's the whole thing. Is Terry Melcher said because he made a promise to Manson, like, okay, I'll listen to you, your music. We'll see if I can record you. And then he's like, okay, you're terrible. You don't know how to play. Your lyrics are <laughs> awful. And you tell this to a psychopath. Oh no. Dude. And then Manson was like, I'm going to kill you. And he goes, no, you aren't. And then he bounces out and he moves right. from Los Angeles up to Malibu Beach. Manson didn't know that. Right. So he Man- goes to the, his to his old producer's house. He goes to the, his old house. He wasn't actually there, was he? No, so... He the, just hired, the, the, so his, his cult did it for him. No, so the Tate murders, he, he was never there. Right, he, right, right. He told... Um, he, yeah, because it was. He told his cult to basically he, he's go told, take care of. Yeah, the I mean, because I'm because I know it was Tex Watson, Susan Kerwinkle, um, and there was two other people. Right. Yeah. One of them was meant to keep watch, and the other three were killing everybody else in the house. Um. And the way they framed it up was to make it look like the Black Panthers did it. Right. Oh, really. Yeah, because I mean, because Manson didn't like black people, he thought. Wait, but that, he thought that oh, because he was trying to because right. he was trying to incite the race war, right? Or know. that's yeah. Really, he was just trying to cover it up so it wouldn't lead back to him. That's really interesting. Why would he? God damn. Because he's just he's a racist. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean he is a racist. Obviously. I mean he. Um, yeah. I think that's crazy though. How like he. The fact that he was able to convince these kids to just kill know. for him is amazing. I mean, because anyone who thought semi-rationally would understand that, like, hey, you know, this ain't really this how it is. This, this is not. Yeah. So, I mean, if you stepped out, so if you were in that universe, right? Yeah, if you were you in, had, in if, Manson's world. If you were part of the Manson family and you had a moment of clarity, like you stepped outside of that crazy house for a second. You would, And you looked around, you would shoot yourself because that's insane. Yeah, you like, I mean, and you would look at yourself. Took a step outside Spawn Ranch. Yeah, um, I mean, you look at yourself, you look at what you're doing, you look at the people you're hanging around, and then you're going to think to yourself, what the hell am I got myself into? Yeah. Like, what? That's, that's it's, freaking it's, crazy. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's just the way he the way he appealed to these kids. And the thing is, he how, fed them drugs. How did he, how did he appeal to these kids? Because he got them hyped up on LSD. Is that the only reason? Because I well, feel like the fact even that, if you're on LSD, like, that doesn't really facilitate you going and murdering people. Well, because he, oh, I mean, you know, he he kind of tapped into the young person, and because these kids were young, they right. were around our age almost, right. and you know, they they believe that you know he was Jesus. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and it's just it's crazy. Mama. I mean, and then, but that's the thing is so, Man, but Manson didn't really believe in the whole helter skelter. Manson didn't believe that. He just wanted to get revenge on Terry Melcher. Well, then what was the whole Helter Skelter thing all about, then? To get his followers to do what he wanted. Oh, so he didn't believe in it. He made his followers believe in it. Yeah. And then he, he just, he was petty little asshole that, you know, couldn't God. take rejection. Ah, damn. And now, and then he just kind of, because that's the thing is, they, they, they killed before t- t- the Tate mm-hmm. murders. Yeah. They killed after it. Like, they killed a music teacher... What? Because they needed money. Because he got an inheritance of twenty thousand dollars, and Bobby—I I don't remember. I can't really pronounce his last name. But Bobby Busiloff. 
I don't know, man. But it was like Manson's right hand guy, and he's right, like, yeah. you know, he a friend of his, a music teacher, had come into twenty thousand dollars and was like, yeah, like we need money, let's go get it. That's freaking crazy. And then they held this guy for about eight or nine hours. They broke into his house. Manson brought a sword and cut off this dude's ear. What? And it was... I, yeah, because I think it was Manson. Because it was, it was Manson, um, Mary... Because he had like a bunch of different people in his family. Right. Um, so just like everyone who's in his family. Well, because it was like I think it was like four or five people that held that tied this guy to a chair and they held him there, and then Manson comes in with a because they called Manson, the guy who's tied up. The music teacher's like, I want to talk to Charlie. Let's sit this sorted out. Manson shows up with a sword and was like, Where's the money? And then he cuts the guy's ear off. And then Bobby and I believe it was Susan, right? Kerwinkle, just kill him. They just. They stab him and then they How wrote pig and then they wrote pig on the wall. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, but that but that was at both the art teacher's house and then the and the Tate house, the Tate house right? And the Tate right, house, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, How do you do? How, or how do you bring yourself to kill for exactly? Don't and know? then beyond that, like if you again, if you step outside the madhouse and you take a look at what you're doing, you can clearly see that this is not the this way isn't to right. And then so August 9th, the night after the um, Tate murders, Mm. um, the LeBlanc LeBlanc family, or I think it was just the two of them, they go to their house. And I never never understood what their motive was. I think it was just because they got a taste for killing. Oh, really? And that's the thing is so... And then Manson was actually at that. He didn't actually kill anybody. He was just there. He was just there. I mean, he was instructing them on what to do, and they tied him up. And in an interview, Manson said, like, I told them they weren't going to die. Then he goes outside, gets um, Tex and Sadie, and says, all right, kill him. And then they cut him up but he, right back oh, on the wall. he was probably just lying. Too. He was lying. I mean, yeah, he was lying to him. And then... That's freaky. Yeah. That is so freaky, dude. Like, goddamn. And the whole reason they got caught was because one of the members of the family, who wasn't really involved with, like, killings, grew a conscience and was like, yeah, this isn't right. Ratted him out to the police. Yeah. And they also kind of knew with Bobby. Right. Like, because they arrested him for murder. They didn't know he was... Because he wasn't going to give up the Manson family. Right. He wasn't uh-huh. going to give up the family. Um, and he essentially... They kind of made the connection. They're like, all right, this little hippie freak... Yeah. Out in Spawn Ranch, out in the valley, he, they're connected somehow. So let's go pick him up. And so they got him on some charges, brought him in, and then realized, okay, yeah, we got him. Right. And then like the trial of the century went on, and they all got like they were all supposed to be executed. Right. But then California reformed its laws, and they all got life sentences. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in nineteen seventy one, I think is when the law changed, right. and that was right around the time when they got. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. That's crazy. So it actually finally got Manson on like four counts of murder and... Ma- it was, well, so it was masterminding. Like, right, Masterminding right. the murders. Um, yeah. And then it was like conspiracy to commit murder, which is yeah. different. Yeah. But and um, then, that was the end of like the hippie era. 
so that it it, it kind of killed off the the idea that it, like it ended that's because a lot of people say the 60s ended when the Manson murders happened right that that was like that was the end of that it. was the the end of a decade that had so much promise so much hopefulness for you know peace and love in the world Manson killed and then and then Manson commits he, these atrocities because that's the thing murders like that weren't common no not at all and not I mean even then now I mean it would be appalling to think that that could happen now but I yeah. mean especially back then like you know people didn't lock their doors mm-hmm. people depending on the neighborhood the world was seen as a more safe place it was and then something like that and this is the thing is that definitely changed how people saw other people what human beings are capable of right I mean, what do you think of, how, how would you think if he was still out there today? If there was another cult that was going around killing people? I would ask you, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why well, do you, you get, I would ask you, you well, no, because that's the thing, is so, <laughs> the whole idea of a cult is that the leader knows it's bullshit. Right. The but leader he, knows, because it's like, Manson did not, I don't think Manson really believed in Helter Skelter. He just told his followers. Hard to say, I don't know. But, I would ask, they're whatever this cult's followers are like what do you do like where's the appeal in this guy or they're, this they're really gonna tell you a bunch of reasons like the yeah. same reason for why they supported trump you know that's essentially yeah i mean he, he's essentially a cult leader for being real kind of he has that like he has, he has that, that draw he does and then people go to him and they flock him yeah. and well people they, they put see his him face, as god yeah they they put him on they merchandise him yeah I mean, right, speaking of this there is i forget um there's some famous cult leaders in like the, I think it was the 90s or something. I need to look this up because this is pretty. Uh, this is. Um, um, this was a very scary time. This was Waco. Yeah, yeah, Waco, Waco. Waco. Yeah. And that was so Don't Drink the Kool-Aid. Well, was that Drink the Kool-Aid? No. Oh, right. So I, I don't know if this is the one that was Drink the Kool-Aid, but essentially what happened with that was that this cult leader was, he, he drew in like, he had this big compound in, in Waco, Texas. Yeah. And he drew in people from all over the country to come and be a part of his cult. I think it was like a weird sex cult or something. I don't really know. Um, Maybe. But all the women dressed the same. Everyone had the same haircuts. Nobody was yeah. different. Yeah. And like, and he made, so he made them make a, a like a Kool-Aid drink. And then, but he, he purposely, po- I don't know if he had them per- poison it. He put it, but like they, but like I think he they, had people put it in. And people then, put it in. People knew that they were that they were committing suicide. Yeah, like people knew they were doing this. Yeah, and he essentially gave. He's like, if I give the word, you all have to drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, and, so and they, every and single every, everyone did. Everyone did. Man, that's fucking because crazy. Because it, it was a hostage crisis. Yeah. Because he was essentially holding these people hostage. Right, and the U.S. government got involved in that. I think. Yeah, the FBI yeah, did, the FBI and then they all killed he yeah. killed themselves, and then yeah, did he kill himself as well? I don't think he did. I don't. I there don't was know. a second. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know. There was that. a second one that I think it was near Austin that had. It was the same thing. It was the same. It was the same, same sort deal. of cult, you know. Yeah. And just it's just what's the deal with these cult leaders, dude? I mean, they're they're just wackadoodles, man. Like I don't even know. It's crazy. It's. It's weird to think. Um, it's crazy to think that people could like pe- flock to something. Yeah, people like are that. capable of being persuaded in this way. Do you think it's weak-minded people, or do you think it's like a legitimate like they see? They see. I don't think they're necessarily weak-minded. I think it's just it's your mind. It's, I think it's what you want to believe. I think I think those guys tap into what people want to believe. 
If you really... That's kind of what Trump did, if you think yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, he People wanted, it. But he was like, the American dream is dead. We are going to rise up. We're going to revitalize We're going to revitalize people, people, you know what? Actually, there was this, there was this um, interview on the news they did of this ex-QAnon supporter person. Mm-hmm. QAnon is also kind of cult, if you think about it. To a certain and extent, yeah. Here's the deal. She was saying like things like, you know, before, before, you know, when I got into all this, I thought it was like I was discovering this, you know, amazing thing. Like it was all crazy, and I was about to pull my children out of school because the school was teaching them liberal propaganda. Yeah. You know, and and you're you're a sane person. Yeah. And you're and you're looking at this, and you're like, what the hell are these people doing? Like you you yeah. can't understand it. But then when someone gets drawn in. Yeah. You know, and then and then. But the thing with this lady on the news was she was like, when I, um, I forget what, what, what it was, um, but something pushed her over the edge. And she was like, this is, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? Like, she had a realization. She's like, she was what, like what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And, and she was like, anyone out there who supports any of this? Is, you need to stop. You need to Because this is, out, this yeah. is unhealthy, yeah. to say the least. And this is all, it's all fake. I... <sighs> I think it's far too common these days for things like that to happen. Yeah. I mean, you don't hear about this particular stuff. No, like hundred I mean, years ago, fifty years ago. I mean, there were still actually holes. fifty years ago. Yeah. Fifty. Well, fifty. I mean, fifty years ago. Or like a hundred years ago. Manson happened, but hundred years ago, no, nothing like this. Nah, nah, it wasn't that common. No. But that's the thing. The, the crazy thing about it is that like. If you absolutely wanted to, you could go start a cult right now. Yeah. You just needed a few people. I'm going to start a cult of, like, surfers. We think that there's a giant dragonfly in Antarctica, and that's what all that's where all the wind comes from. <laughs> that's where all the waves come from. Jump, uh, dump trucks. That's why the oceans are salty, because they took all the salt they from this... I don't know, salt mine out in Utah, and they dumped it in the ocean. It used to be a mountain, but now it's not. See, I just created a conspiracy. Yeah, you created a cult. I created a cult. Not a cult leader. Not a cult leader. <laughs> not a cult leader. You just got put on a list, no, man. I, you just got put on a list. <laughs> All that's a joke. Yeah. But anyway. But that's the thing. Like, if, if, it, that's if you just wanted to, easy. if a person, if a guy wanted to, he could create a sex cult. He Anyone. Because yeah. he could say he's Jesus and that you had to fuck him yeah. to get into heaven. And then people would believe. People will do wrong? it. What people, is wrong some... with the people who actually believe that? Because they got nothing else going on. No, honestly, I feel like it's the emotionally deprived people. Yeah. It's, it's so. All right, here's my here's my philosophy. Here's actually this is this has been proven. I just remember this, but like it's the emotionally lost, the emotionally neglected, and like the people who have nothing going on in their life. The people who are like down in the dumps. Bored. The people. Mundane. You know, the mundane. Not even the mundane. It's the people who are. They're down on their luck. They oh, yeah. they don't have anyone around. They have no family, no friends. Yeah. They're emotionally starved, emotionally like void of any attention, yeah. essentially. And what they're what what's happening is that they're being they see this guy who promises them yeah. all these things that they've always wanted. They've always wanted, wanted these things. Yeah. And so they're like this seem this is what I need to do because this guy can give me all of the things that I've been lacking in my life for so many years. Yeah. And then they do it. And, then, and that's yeah. freaking crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're not... I, I would not I would say that they're sane people in the beginning, but they just have... But then they get their but their life, they, yeah. their, their life has been altered in such a way that this is the only thing that makes sense to them now. Yeah. Is that they're so desperate 
for attention, so desperate for love, so desperate for anything. I mean, they're more desperate than the people who go on 90 Day Fiance, if we're being real. I mean, freaking... 90 Day Fiance is just a cult. Um, it's crazy. Like, but anyway, anyway, I mean, Dude, don't that... join a cult, kids. <laughs> don't join a cult. It's, yeah. Unless it's run by me or Eric. Yeah, of course. Then but the cult's going to be fucking awesome it'll be great dude we're gonna just freaking have bomb parties and just yeah, chill yeah speaking of parties um our amigo uh kyle he's turning 18 Damn. yep tomorrow big mm. what up to him no not to, well not we're celebrating his birthday we're celebrating tomorrow, tomorrow. Isn't it's it? march 1st it's march, oh, it's march 1st so, so shout out to shout out, big shout man out, kyle yeah shout out to kyle um stay stoked my guy yeah happy birthday man it'll be fun yeah it'll be be a good 18 brother Proud 18. of you. Proud of you. You've come so far. You've made it this far, man. <laughs> yeah. But. Have, yeah. Anyway, yeah. like. All right. Well, yeah. I think that kind of wraps up that, our discussion about cults. That um, is so crazy. No. What a. What I don't even know concept. what to. If you created a cult, what would it be like? It'd be awesome. Like, what would you do? I don't know if this really qualifies as a cult, but like. If I could, I'd just, like, I'd get, like, a bunch of people together. We'd all, like, pitch in to buy land up in, like, the Adirondack Mountains in New York or Washington State, depending. Depends on what I'm feeling. <laughs> we buy up, like, a bunch of land in the mountains, and we just start, like, a village. That's sick, dude. Is there, like, anything behind it or just kind of, like, a cool society? We're just, it's like a commune. I would, I would totally join. Like, I, I, I'd invite you and yeah. trade in Kyle. We'd all just come chill. That would be sick. There'd be like no that. money, no anything. You just no you just, weird sex cult. Thing. No, you just we're all just people chilling. Like yeah, I feel like you it all, has to be an application process though. You have to be willing to work hard because if you slack, you're off. You're I feel out. like you have to be a good person. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no money. There's like no you, money. you work for your food. Yeah, it's like, essentially just so. <laughs> essentially oh social. yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's like not. But it's like a little village. It's not like a yeah, country. It's like a little village. That's like, cool. Like you just kind of live. Yeah, you know, everyone you, does their thing. Everyone, everyone does their equal part. Everyone helps out. Exactly. You see, so that's socialism on a small scale. Exactly, and it works. Small scale works. Big scale doesn't. No. We discussed that in yeah. a previous exactly. pod. Exactly. We're in agreement with that. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's what I would do, man. And then I would like mandate every Friday. You chill. It's like a day of rest. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't really care. Like, I, would I, like, I would do like a three-day work week. <laughs> three-day work week, and then you just party all every, yeah. everywhere else. Um, Friday nights are lit at my call. Exactly. <laughs> at our commune. Yeah. Yeah, man. That'd be like... I, That's fine. I, I, I would do that. If I had like the money... If I had like the group to do it, and I had the money, I would totally... I would create a society. Soci- like it's just a small little mountain yeah. society. Like if I, had, if I had like... A patch of sand somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would literally create the most dank society you've ever seen. Yeah. It'd be so fun. You all have to worship Jimmy Buffett. That's your <laughs> form of religion, Yo, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Buffettism. <laughs> Buffett is God. <laughs> I preach the word of Jimmy Buffett. The word of Buffett says. Hallelujah. From the gospel. From the saltwater gospel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our book would be the saltwater gospel. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be like a 
a group of just fishermen and surfers. Exactly. And that's all we would do. It's like, I mean, nothing would get done. Yeah. <laughs> Some people would do, like, that would be, that'd be great. That'd I would be totally fun. do that. That would be hilarious. Yeah. But, like, tiki huts out of, like, palm trees, <laughs> yeah. you know, hammocks are, like, yeah. a, like, hammocks would be, like, high society, you know, the yeah. higher up on the, on the, on the, like, you have two, two palm trees, and you have, like, low hammock, middle hammock, high hammock, you want to be on the top. You want to be, yeah. That's, but the thing is, you would have, like, a platform all to yourself, like, a whole floor, yeah. and your hammock would just be there as, like, your bed. <laughs> and, like, you would that's have, cool. you have, like, a little gas stove. It would be open air, I feel. Or maybe you'd have, like, um, so, like, the, the two below you. Yeah. Your floor would be their roof. Yeah. And then your roof, if you're on the top, I mean, that's the penthouse. Right. Yeah. You got like you got like a, a triangle freaking roof, dude, like a thatch roof. Yeah. And then you got like your hammock, but it's a double wide hammock. Yeah. You're riding high. Yeah. I think that would be I would love that, dude. To create a society. That would be dang. Yeah. I'll dig it. Alright. That's awesome, dude. Shall we get into our Let's get into our media. media. Our media this week, um, it's American Pie. Yes. Correct. Let's pull up the lyrics. Yep. So American Pie, the, the classic. Yep, by uh, Don McLean. Yep. I can't sing, so I'm not going to. I'll spare oh, y'all. I'll spare y'all that. So... I just thought the song was just. It makes me think of good old fashioned hard work in America, yeah. Yeah, I mean it. It. I mean it depends on again. It's all up to interpretation, but um, it's it's definitely like the story of America if you really think I about think it. Because so. it starts off with um, a long, long time ago. I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. Yeah. And I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. Yeah, and he talks about, you know, like the day the music died, which yeah. if you don't know what that is, that's basically where Buddy Holly, um, the Big Bopper, and... The Big Bopper? <laughs> and then uh, Richie Valens, Bolt, like all three of them, really, really big pioneers in the rock and roll genre, died. Right. On a plane crash, and that's a whole other thing. Is you know they they weren't even supposed to be on a plane, but their tour bus broke down. That's a bummer. And they all had to like fly ahead to um, uh, somewhere in Minnesota. I think it was Clearwater, Iowa. Is where they were found, and they were right. flying to get to the next gig, and you know, and then their plane spun out of control, and they all died, and that's considered the day the music died. That's interesting. And the way McLean kind of talks about, you know, you know, it talks about how that was kind of the so that is what consider a lot of be. Con, that's what a lot of people consider to be like the end of like the 50s interesting because yeah. all of like you know because the 50s was pretty idealistic nuclear family type yeah yeah where elvis elvis yeah. they you know american pie and yeah 
That was the good old days. Yeah, the the you know the good old days. Yeah, but you know that was a time. That was a time for America. Yeah, Yeah, and then, but at the same time, you also had the civil rights movement, which mm-hmm. was going on, but it it was teetering. It was teetering. Yeah. And then obviously in the 60s, it just erupted. Yeah. But it talks about, you know, and then American Pie jumps, you know, kind of between the 50s and the 60s. And it talks about how how America was going through a great change in the 60s and how, you know, like, if you look at some of the lyrics, um, uh, so it said, uh, yeah, so it's, I started singing Bye Bye, Miss American Pie, I drove my Chevy down to the levee, but the levee was dry, them good old boys are drinking whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day that I die, this will be the day that I die. And he's kind of saying goodbye to that idealistic right, yeah, the fifties, yeah. that innocence of dance halls and mm-hmm. you know, rye and all that shag festivals. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and then, and a lot of people also say like, and now for ten years we've been on our own, and moss grows fat on Rolling Stone, and that's a reference to Bob Dylan and. Well, Bob Dylan and the Rolling Stones, and it's how right. they're, like, because in 1969, which is what it's kind of referring to, is, like, those artists have definitely become a little bit more stagnant. Yeah. And, you know, it even says in O, and while the king was looking down, the jester stole his thorny crown, the courtroom was adjourned, no verdict was returned. And while Lennon read a book on Marx, a court, the quartet practiced in the park, and we sang dirges in the dark. The day the music died. Wow. And that's another reference to Dylan just kind of knocking Elvis off of his throne. Mm. Because Elvis in the yeah. 50s was the most popular, and then Bob Dylan kind of took that over with contemporary folk music. Right, yeah. And he kind of became the voice of a generation. Mm. I mean, depending on who you ask, but. Interesting. You know, it. It's. It also, you know, towards the end of the song, when you, um, oh, and then also, and I kind of forgot to mention this, Helter Skelter in a Summer Swalter. Ah. So that was referencing the Manson murders. Uh-oh. And then, um. Oh, and then, okay, so then, here we go. So then, I met a girl who sang the blues, and I asked her for some happy news, but she just smiled and turned away. I went down to the sacred store where I'd heard the music years before. But the Mm. man said there, the man there said the music wouldn't play. Mm. And that's talking about uh, Janis Joplin. Right. And, I mean, she's already dead at this point, but... It's, there's a lot of debate about, like, you know, she's, he starts off, like, because when the day the music died, because historically that's always men, February 3rd, 1959. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people also think that, you know, because the Holy Trinity of, you know, political 
rock and political music of the 60s was Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison, and then uh, Joplin. Right. And, you know, it's considered to be like the holy trinity essentially and they all died all relatively soon in one another and um i don't know what do you think about that what do you think he meant what do you think he think what do you think he he's referencing when the david music dies i think what you said was correct okay that's kind of that's that's what i was thinking as well um was was that so you, you can't set it at all, bud. Very, very nice, very in-depth analysis. I, I mean, I could I go on. I dug it, bro. I dug yeah, it. I could go on for hours. Or not hours. So I could go on for like a solid hour about the meaning of American Pie. And everyone, I mean, everyone's done it. And yeah. Even McLean's like, yeah, I don't know what it really means. I mean, he knows what it <laughs> means, but he's like, he's not going to come out with it. Right. I, I dig it, man. I mean, um, well, I think an artist, when he creates a song, yeah. I feel like it's really up to interpretation. I feel like some people, I feel like the way that artists writes it people take it a completely different way yeah it's you know, up to interpretation a lot of people take it a lot of ways which I think is cool yeah but I think the only person who really knows is the guy who wrote the song the song and even himself. in some cases they're like I don't know what it's about there's people yeah. that, there's yeah. artists and writers that have been like I don't know what the fuck it's about yeah I don't I mean, know that's cool too yeah. Maybe you're it's, all, kinda, it's up to interpretation yeah it's awesome dude so right on bro alright let's get into our what's uh, our quote dude moment uh, let's see. Our quote this week is, is from Charles Manson. From Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, look down at me and you see a fool. Look up at me and you see a god. Look straight at me and you see yourself. <laughs> That's creepy. That's dude. freaky. But well, ch- so, we kind of talked about this earlier. but Well, we'll, well I mean, we'll rehash yeah. it. But I think what that means is... When he says, when you look down at me, you see a fool. Like, when you're looking down on him. Yeah. Like, in a more you literal sense. You see an idiot. You see yeah, a fool. Yeah. And then when you look up at him, when you're Admiring. Id- when you're idolizing him, you're like, yeah. okay, I see God. I see the face of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And when you look straight at him, when you're on the same level as him, it's like a mirror. You see into yourself. Yeah. And he you makes see- you realize the worst parts of yourself. And you're like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's where it comes. Like, that's what happens when you, I believe, when you're there with him, yeah. and you're looking straight at him. You're like, "What the hell is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Why are you?" Yeah. Rarely did anyone in his cult ever look straight at him. In that case, they well, they all saw him as God. They all saw him as God, and then everyone else saw him as a fool. But yeah. Everyone else. But everyone else was wrong, according every, to them. Everyone else looks up. To yeah. Him. All right, dude. Um. Andy, who is your dude of the week? I was gonna say Charles Benson, but nope. no, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I think my person of the week, and again, this goes back to um, goes back to like kind of the topic um it's probably Sharon Tate who really? was killed obviously Tate LeBanca murders um and just it's it's unfortunate that her life had to be cut down so soon because she was young right she was late 20s I believe damn that's young and she was eight months pregnant yeah yeah right um yeah I think um it's it's really really sad that yeah. someone who had a really promising career had to be mm-hmm. 
And yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, but real bummer. Yeah. Anyway, what's who's your dude of the week? My dude of the week. Um, my dude of the week is my bronze. Your bronze. My tan. <laughs> because all winter long, it's held off. Yeah. It has been there for me in my times when I'm in the depths of bummer. Yeah. And it's also recently rejuvenated with the the warmth of the sun. Yeah. You know, it's been warm out, dude. The UV endeavor is going up, feeling good, you know, working outside a lot. I, I, I actually, I wrote this down because it was something I didn't want to miss. And it's about Stoke. It's about, um, you know, for me, life is all about finding eternal Stoke and finding everlasting Stoke. And being tan brings me that Stoke. And March to October, I'm always stoked because I'm always bronzed. And in the winter, when the winter comes, I get less stoked because I can't soak up the sun. So what is the solution? Do I need to fly south, closer to the equator? I guess the good thing is that that's my plan. And I've already, I may, maybe I've already solved that problem. But we shall see, you know. I just feel like it's all about everlasting stoke for me. Like... Now, like everything I do is always about finding the stoke and the stoke that might last me a lifetime. Yeah. And it's like, what will give me the everlasting stoke? Yeah. Not so. Yeah. Well, I can tell you from. I mean, I'm naturally dark. Um, I don't know. Like I could take it or leave it. I don't really care. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't. don't really I don't care. care. Like. Yeah. You don't really I'm care. I'm a beautiful brown, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Yeah. I'm mean, gonna ask anyone in my family, and they're like, eh, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, I like tan. It, it's like a the sun's like a nectar. It's like a sweet nectar that you like soak up, man. I could take it or leave it. I don't really care. Yeah, like I don't really like I I I think my favorite season is probably fall. So yeah, I like spring. I like spring a lot. Spring and summer are my two favorites. I don't uh, really like fall. The leaves change, and it's like it's weird. <laughs> that's weird it's weird I don't like it no uh, whatever man it's like the trees are not supposed to be that color and then when the first frost hits bro I freak out I'm like what is this the only thing I don't like about snow like up in New York they know how to handle that shit they just they just salt down the roads and you're able to go and do stuff I don't know how to how to do life when it's snow it's fun though like I, I think it's a beautiful scenery I just think when the whole town shuts down because an inch of snow falls on the road, <laughs> that's what pisses me off. That's why I'm like, all right, I don't want snow. Bro, anymore. if there's a chance of snow around here, they shut everything. I'll shut the state down. I yeah, mean, literally, it's like uh, one little snowflake, and they're like, cancel school. Virginia for a week. to Florida, to Texas. They don't know. How if to there's deal. a chance of snow, even like the state, even if even if nothing's fallen, they'll cancel. Yeah, they'll cancel. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it's so funny because like, I don't know. I just. I can't, I can't do it. I don't know what it is, but anyway, what's your, uh, what's your moment of the week? Working ten hours. Yesterday, I've not been there. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even supposed to be there for ten hours. I was supposed to be there for like, from eleven to seven. Hands time math. I mean, but it's, you know, it's good money. I just, I because my boss was like, hey man, I need someone to cover, and I'm like, all right. Damn, that's rough. Yeah. I've worked. 14 hour days before that's rough i've worked them for like weeks at a time and Mm -hmm. it kills you i mean especially because i'll wake up at like six and i'll start you know cutting grass at 7 30 and i will stop cutting grass at about you know 
four in the afternoon and then I have to go off and do other things, yeah. other jobs like um, last last summer I had a couple old ladies I took care of and um, they had me pulling weeds in the yard and you know putting down mulch and trimming their bushes and I would do that and it, it would be dark. Yeah, it would be, it would, be, it would be literally, I would pull into my driveway at 9 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. And, I mean, I did this, like, a lot in the summer. Yeah. I had a lot of those days, and I hated it, but the money was so good. But I hated it. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was... <laughs> Face change. It's like, <laughs> but it was so <laughs> good. I mean, yeah. It looked so good. <laughs> so good. But oh, it was good. so good. All right. But anyway, like, yeah, I mean... Legs. Hey, sunrise to sunset. That's how, that's what you got to do sometimes, you know. Yeah. And there were days I enjoyed it, but then when you have to get up the next day, that's when it's rough, yeah. you know. But um, speaking of moments, uh, you want to try Red Bull today? Yeah, I was gonna say we should go up to the gas station. Yeah, let's after. go up to. The, I'm hungry. Let's get some. Let's get some lunch, dude. Cook out. Cook out's great. Cool. This this week you're gonna try because last week you tried bang. It didn't do anything though. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't like I really didn't like it. Yeah, the taste I, is it's weird. Red like Bull I, Red Bull's better. Red Bull Red Bull is yeah. I last summer dude. My <laughs> the the center console in my car was just a red bull. I call cooler. it a cooler full of the bowl. Because I would have like a bowl. little case of like eight ounce cans in there. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, we'll we'll try some they got some good flavors actually. Yeah. And the regular's pretty good too, if you like it's like liquefied starburst. Almost. That's what I yeah I think you told me that yeah, and then watermelon actually tastes really good. So does their coconut it. berry. I believe it. What's your what's your moment of the oh that was your moment of the week. <laughs> ten hour day. What was, what's my moment of the week? Um, oh right, so it was a beautiful beautiful spring day. This is last Wednesday. It's like seventy degrees out, and I grabbed my skateboard mm-hmm. in between classes, and I'm I'm riding that thing, dude. I hit this one spot where like the sun was just shining and I was like going yeah. fast down a hill. I literally got like goosebumps on my body and my brain was like about it was like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I mean I was having a stoke attack. It's like dude. over is oh, it I, I overdosed I overdosed on stoke right there. Like I mean it was <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, I was I, that's the most stoked I've been. In like months. Yeah. But dude, I overdosed on Stoke, so moment of the week. Yeah, right there. Good, tell you what. good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Nice pod, dude. Good, good job. Good stuff. Yeah. We got <laughs> in the I'm sorry, so in the beginning part of this pod, um only Andy's microphone was turned on. Yeah. And mine wasn't. So and we fixed it. Yeah. So I'm my bad. Yeah. Well, I mean it's... He was he was talking mostly, so it was fine. But, um, well, yeah, you were taught, yeah, we, yeah, we kind of we went back and forth. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, thank you guys for listening to the pod this week. Um, thank uh, you for tuning in. Email us any questions, dude. We're, we're fill it up, dude. We've been pushing this, dude. I tell you what, or if you're local, call us, yeah, call or us, come up to us, like, come we, up to us. I mean, we want to talk to you, we want to talk, yeah, yeah, we don't want to get our, our stuff from Reddit, yeah, <laughs> um. Anyway, um, but, email us at uh, men at gmail.com, all lowercase. Um, follow us on Instagram at men. We post stuff there. You know, we have some crazy stories going on sometimes. Yeah. and yeah. yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, stay stoked.
Be good.